red brushes and patches from Mademoiselle de Le Pochet. They also consulted Cinderella in all these matters, for she had excellent ideas and her advice was always good. Indeed, she even offered her services to fix their hair, which they very willingly accepted. As she was doing this, they said to her, Cinderella, would you not like to go to the ball? Alas, said she, you only jeer me. It's not for such as I am to go to such a place. You're quite right, they replied. It would make the people laugh to see a cinder wench at a ball. Anyone but Cinderella would have fixed their hair awry, but she was very good and dressed them perfectly well. They were so excited that they hadn't eaten a thing for almost two days. Then they broke more than a dozen laces, trying to have themselves laced up tightly enough to give them a fine, slender shape. They were continually in front of their looking glass. At last, the happy day came. They went to court, and Cinderella followed them with her eyes as long as she could. And when she lost sight of them, she began to cry. Her godmother, who saw her all in tears, asked her what was the matter. I wish I could. I, I wish I could. She was not able to speak the rest, being interrupted by her tears and sobbing. This godmother of hers, who was a fairy, said to her, You wish that you could go to the ball, is that not so? Yes, cried Cinderella with a great sigh. Well, said her godmother, be but a good girl and I will contrive that you shall go. Then she took her into her chamber and said to her, Run into the garden and bring me a pumpkin. Cinderella went immediately to gather the finest she could get and brought it to her godmother, not being able to imagine how this pumpkin could help her go to the ball. Her godmother scooped out all the inside of it, leaving nothing but the rind. Having done this, she struck the pumpkin with her wand and it was instantly turned into a fine coach, gilded all over with gold. She then went to look into her mouse trap, where she found six mice all alive and ordered Cinderella to lift up the little trap door. She gave each mouse, as it went out, a little tap with her wand, and the mouse was at that moment turned into a fine horse, which altogether made a very fine set of six horses of a beautiful mouse-colored dappled gray. Being at a loss for a coachman, Cinderella said, I'll go and see if there's not a rat in the rat trap that we could turn into a coachman. You're all right, replied the godmother. Go and look. Cinderella brought the trap to her, and in it there were three huge rats. The fairy chose the one which had the largest beard, touched him with her wand, and turned him into a fat, jolly coachman who had the smartest whiskers that eyes ever beheld. After that, she said to her, Go again into the garden and you will find six lizards behind the watering pot. Bring them to me. Well, she had no sooner done that than her godmother turned them into six footmen who skipped up immediately behind the coach with their liveries all bedaubed with gold and silver and clung as close behind each other as if they had done nothing else the whole lives. The fairy said to Cinderella, Well, you see, you have here the equipage to fit to go to the ball with. Are you not pleased with it? Oh, yes, she cried, but must I go in these nasty rags? Well, her godmother then touched her with her wand, and at the same instant, her clothes turned into cloth of gold and silver, all beset with jewels. And this done, she gave her a pair of glass slippers, the prettiest in the whole world. And being thus decked out, she got up into her coach, 
that her godmother, above all things, commanded her not to stay past midnight, telling her at the same time that if she stayed one moment longer, the coach would be a pumpkin again, her horses mice, her coachman a rat, her footmen lizards, and that her clothes would become just as they were before. She promised her godmother to leave the ball before midnight and then drove away, scarcely able to contain herself for joy. The king's son, who had been told that there was a great princess whom nobody knew, who had arrived, ran out to receive her. He gave her his hand as she alighted from the coach and led her into the hall among all the company. There was immediately a profound silence. Everyone stopped dancing and the violins ceased to play. So entranced was everyone with the singular beauties of this unknown newcomer. Nothing was then heard but a confused noise of, oh, how beautiful is she, how beautiful she is.